0: God did not create you to be ordinary, he created you to be extraordinary, he created you to have his heart, to have the power of God flowing through you, he created you to have his expression, he created you to believe more than you believe right now today. Says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. The Lord desires that we walk a walk of purity and holiness, that we live a life of sanctification, sold out and committed to Him, that we make decisions in our walk that completely, truly honor Him and only Him. Pursue peace, the word says, with all people. And holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. In Matthew six thirty three, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. It is so important that we commit ourselves to seeking first his kingdom. How many here tonight would say, I'm choosing to seek first the kingdom of God? And every day, I'm going to choose to seek first the kingdom of God. And no matter what comes against me, I'm going to continue to remind myself that my choice is to seek first the kingdom. There are other things that you may seek in life, and there are necessities in life, right? But first and foremost, we seek what? The kingdom of God. We seek to please him. That's what this means. It means we seek to please God. It means that we seek to have all of the faculties of our body, our members of our body, our emotions, right? Our mind, our our heart, everything within us, literally seeking after God. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then it says all these things will be added unto you. Only in Christianity do we have such this beautiful, pleasant, beautiful return, this exchange, because God is a God of covenant. And he says, when you seek me first, look at all I give to you. I give you so much when you just seek me first. Amen? I want you to turn your Bibles to Genesis 17 and verse 1. This is the first book of the Bible where the call to holiness is expressed. And it was expressed to Abram. You guys remember Abram? Then God changed his name to Abraham. And he said, walk before me and be blameless. Let's read it together. It says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and he said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Almighty means sufficient. He is the sufficient God. El Shaddai, it means sufficient, almighty God. He says, I am almighty God. I am the sufficient one. Walk before me and be blameless. Then he goes on to verse 2 and it says, And I, he says, I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. There's the promise. But he says, I'm going to make my covenant between you and me. And then he says, Then I'm going to multiply you exceedingly. But he asked him to do what? To walk blameless, right? Which means to walk in holiness, to walk set apart. Okay, how many of you guys are excited when God is calling you because you know God is calling you to walk holy in a holy p- position? God says you can't see God without holiness in your life. He says I want you to be holy as I am holy. And this is an attitude of the heart. This is an attitude of the heart. This is not a critical, judgmental, exterior, outer surface you know, uh, thing here. We're talking about the heart. We're talking about, Father, make me holy as you are holy. Father, do whatever you need to do to this heart. But I want to be so holy, walking alongside you. Like Abram, walk before me and be blameless. Walk before me and be blameless. Set apart and holy. So he says, I am the almighty God. Walk before me, be blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you. A covenant is an agreement, a contract, right? It's something that is signed between two people. Every day, church of God, we sign contracts with our mouth. And every day we void contracts with our mouths. Oh, boy. Yeah. Let it not be. Say, let it not be, Lord. Teach me to put a guard not only over my heart but over my mouth. Teach me, Lord God, to put that guard, Lord, that I would not sin against you. Lord, I want to hide your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you, right? When we hide God's word in our heart, the Bible says you're not going to sin against him, right? And so put a guard over my heart. Put a guard over my mouth, Father God, that I, I'm not going to go and undo, nullified, the covenant, the contract, with my very own words of doubt, of hate, of negativity, of unbelief. Every time you speak unbelief, you've just voided a covenant, a contract. Now, thank God, we do serve a merciful God, and He says, "Get back up. Though a righteous man falls seven times, get back up, get back up, get back up." But why do we have to keep going through the same old, same old? Right? Let's learn. Let's learn. So the covenant, God says, "I want to give you." He says, "I'm going to, I'm going to exceedingly." What was the promise? Exceedingly, He's giving him an exceedingly. Uh, riches and, and this promise that is goes beyond in, anything he can't even count he, he said look to the sky look to the sand you can't even count the blessings you can't count the riches that I want to give you but I'm a covenant keeping God and I want you to walk blameless before me I want you to walk holy before me right so holiness unto the Lord should get everybody excited when it? I said we're going to talk about holiness you guys should have went yeah woo I'm so excited. Thank you, Lord. I want to walk holy. Let's look at some scriptures that talk about that. 1 Peter 1.13. 1 Peter 1.13. It says, just as he who is called is holy, so be holy in all that you do. Just as he who is called is holy, so be holy in all you do. Because he says, be holy because I am holy. First 1 Peter 1.13, be holy because I am holy. Do you know it's a choice as to how we respond? It's a choice as to how we walk. It's a choice to what we allow our hearts to meditate on. It's a choice to what we, we allow our minds to consume us with, right? It's a choice. Well, I believe that most of us in this room have made a decision to be completely possessed by the spirit of the living God. Be completely possessed by the Holy Spirit. Right? And, and not by any other spirit. But the Holy Spirit. Say, the Holy Spirit. Not only fill me, but possess me. I want to be so sold out. That I hear your voice so clearly. And the walk of holiness is something I truly desire. You know, only God can change a heart. But it's important that we hear the word. Because when we hear the word right, then all of a sudden we're able, well, there's hunger for, for that very word to come to pass, so we have to hear the word, and faith obviously comes as we hear the word, so holiness is separating from the ordinary, that's, what it, that's one of the definitions of holiness, obviously void of sin, right, void, not walking in known intentional sin, but separated from ordinary, from what is ordinary, you're not ordinary, right? You're not ordinary. God did not create you to be ordinary. He created you to be extraordinary. He created you to have his heart, to have the power of God flowing through you. He created you to have his expression. He created you to believe more than you believe right now today. I believe that God wants you to believe bigger. I believe that God wants you to expand even your your own faith and your expectations, right? I believe that God wants to do so much more, exceedingly abundantly, above and beyond anything you can hope, dream, or imagine, according to the power of the Holy Spirit that works in us. Ephesians three twenty, right? Ephesians three twenty talks about that expansion. But let me tell you, God is going to entrust you with more when He sees that you're trustworthy. And he wants to pour out his spirit. And the Bible says he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh, sons and daughters, pouring it out. But don't you want that continual spout? Don't you want that continual, right? So when you come to church, remember, God's spirit is within you. And holiness is part of your future. And it's part of your present right here right now today may have not been part of your past there was a day that you walked in the world and there was a day you had no desire to walk holy before the lord but god has done a work and because he's done a work now i'm excited for everything because i just want to please you lord we just want to please our heavenly father you know the more that you start pleasing god the more you just want to please him The more that you start living crazy radical for him, the more you just want to keep on keeping on doing the very same thing, right? You just want to please him. We just want to please you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. And the more that we do, the more we press in for the heart of God. And and so what is this? This is something that he does. It's what he does within us. See, he's such a good God. Say he's a good God. And so he gives us these amazing, amazing riches. Just as he promised Abraham, the blessings of Abraham are... That's right. They are ours in the mighty name of Jesus. So Jesus lived a perfect, sinless, holy, and blameless life in the form of man. We know this, right? And Jesus is our example. And he's the living word. And so one of the ways we do this is, say, is, is remind ourselves that since Jesus is the word, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Say, the word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Everywhere I go, I get to release the word and my, my path is literally enlightened. I know where he's calling me to go. I know what he's calling me to say or do. Because literally, you're not walking in darkness anymore. You've been transferred from darkness to light. You've been transferred. We have been transferred. From the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his son, the kingdom of light, right? Amen? Amen. So, James 1 2 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. There are people that just come to church week after week and they just listen, but they don't do what it says. Those that don't do what it says end up becoming deceived. Say, That's not not me. That is not me. Lord, Show me what I need to practically apply from this message. Amen? So James 1, 2 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive, your, deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Yeah. yeah, so that's a decision of ours. We're going to do what it says. Yeah. We're going to do, do what it says. I'm going to do what it says. I'm going to live to be obedient to God. I, I want to please him with everything I think, see, feel, do. I, I want to I please him in my sleep. Like, like, seriously, I want my dreams to just be dreams of God. I want to speak. How many of you guys speak in tongues? And you've, not caught, you've caught yourself. You wake up, and you know, and I've been speaking in tongues, and I was asleep. It's happen- it happens. It happens to me a lot. I wake up, I'm like, man, and you, you've been praying in tongues. If that hasn't happened to you yet, it will. How many of you have not happened, has not happened yet? There's a few of you. You're like, yeah. So right now, Father God, I thank you. Activation in the spirit realm activation in the spirit realm that lord all day day and night night and day all day day and night and night and day lord god that their spirit is active alive with you father god that even in their sleep father that they're going to be so engaged with the lover of their soul father god that they continue to pray even in tongues even in their sleep and they're going to be aware of it father we thank you right now shift Father, everything that's blocking that, we just command it to move out of the way in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that we are spirit beings, Lord God. You said that we are spirit beings. We have a soul and we live in a body, but we are spirit beings. So right now, let the spirit be active in Jesus' name, 24-7. Amen. Now, I just prayed for you for that. Now, you've got to believe that this is something you just received. Practical application for that. What is it? You're going to walk out and you're going to say, even in my sleep, God's going to visit me. The practical application is you're claiming that by faith and your words are speaking it out. You're not voiding the contract, are you? No, you're actually signing it with your words. You're signing it with your words. So I want you to think about your words as a contract and I want you to think of the contract as what is our covenant with God. And he says, I want you to be holy. So therefore, if you're holy... And you are holy. God's created you in his image and in his likeness. And so therefore, he says, be holy as I am holy. So the covenant contract is something that we are not going to undo because lack and desperation tries to knock on the door. Amen? Amen. We're all following, right? So the word of God is like a treasure beyond compare. The Bible says it's sweeter than honey and it's more costly than gold. And it's to be desired above all else. Do you crave the word of God like this? It is sweeter than honey. Say it with me. The word of the Lord is sweeter than honey. It is more costly than gold. And it is to be desired above all else. Wow. We're going to read it. We're going to study it. We're going to memorize it. We're going to live in it. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 24 and 25, or 35, 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away. But it says that the word of the Lord will never pass away. It's never going to pass away, church. Heaven and earth are going to pass away, but God's word stands forever. Whatever he says in this word is the final word, and it's going to stand forever. It doesn't change. That's why you can take 100% all of your confidence and know that God's word is faithful. He is true. God's word does not shift. You know, and you apply it to any and all areas in your life, knowing that God is so faithful to you. you walk holy, God will give you so, he'll entrust so much more because he can trust you. He will entrust you with much, much more. And I know you all want that. We all want that. So we're called to pursue holiness. Matthew 4, 4 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You ever stop and think about that scripture for a moment? We're not going to live on bread alone. And I've told you in the past, I love bread. We, you know, I'm Italian. We love, I love bread. How many in here love bread? Sometimes I think I can live on bread alone, but honestly, we know we can't. (laughs) But it's that good. But the word says that we shall not, we cannot live on bread alone but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What are you feasting on today? Okay, which word? So, no, which word? So it's important that you, when I say which word, there's a word that comes out of your mouth. There's a scripture that comes out of your mouth. Because you know what? This is how you really get strong in the word right? You start meditate on, meditating on it. You start mulling over it. And it's literally ingrained on the inside of you. It is being processed in your inside of you, right? And, and, and not only is it being processed on the inside of you, but it's, be, it's become now who you are. So when you think, it's like the enemy bombarding your mind and making you feel condemnation and making you feel all these things that, that are not true, right? But when the word has been meditated upon, when it's in you and you have allowed it to stir and to just and you've just meditated on it, and you've just you've ate from it and you you like i live for this word i'm gonna eat this word because lord god you said to be holy as i'm holy well you are the living word so i must take it in i must take it in i must meditate on it think about it digest it right when that happens what's gonna come out is what's in you get attacked, you get condemnation. You, you know, the enemy makes you feel fearful or all kinds of lies and schemes. And we know he's just the father of lies. John 10, 10, right? The thief comes only but to kill, steal, destroy. But Jesus says, but I've come to give you life and to give you that life more abundantly, right? And so when we meditate on the word, what you're doing is you're aligning yourself right now to live as one that's holy unto God. You are aligning yourself. This is your spiritual food. It's your spiritual food. This is how you overcome the wiles of the enemy, but it's also how you move forward in walking holy with God. See, if we were only focusing on trying to attack the the wiles and the enemy and and stop that, that would only be half the battle. But we don't want to just do half. We want to move forward in walking in the purity of God. See, when you just start allowing the word of God to be saturated on the inside of you, you start thinking differently because you think with the mind that God has given you. And now you, you're out and about and you, you have something for somebody else because you're so connected to heaven. I believe we're supposed to be connected to heaven at all times. I believe that we're supposed to literally be connected to the reign of God's kingdom. Not disconnected. But there are times we're disconnected. And when we're disconnected, most likely we have said something, we voided a contract with our own words. So I'm trying to get, I'm going over and over this point because I'm trying to help you understand how the power is actually within us. The devil can't do anything to you. He's puny. He's so small. He's insignificant. He's under your feet. He only does what you allow him to do. He only can harass you when you basically took a vacation from Christianity of which there is none. He only can attack you when you put your guard down. The devil has no power over you. He's afraid of your walk of holiness. Yes. That is why that so many people hear, oh, this is about holiness, and they check out. Because they don't want to hear about holiness. Oh, how boring. Really? Because I know there are riches. I know that there is a glorious realm. He gives so much. He says, I'm going to give you the riches of heaven. I'm going to bypass your mind. I'm going to put them right in your spirit, man. And when you walk, it's just going to come out of you naturally. You're going to spill out. That's what we do. We spill out the glory of God everywhere we go. And people get healed. People get, they get excited for Christ. They may not know why, but they know you carry something that somebody else doesn't carry. You're a contagious Christian. And you, you took his word and you said, Lord, if you said that to be holy as you are holy. And then you said to eat of every word that you have given us then, Lord, what do I need to eat today? What word, where in the word should I be feasting today? That's what you need to ask him. Because as you feast, as you, your eyes gaze, As your eyes are gazing, you're reading it, and and it's coming into your mindset. It's literally illuminating your mind, your heart. It's becoming light to you. It brings revelation. Everything you need is found there. The Bible says that it's life and health to your whole body. It's life and health. Long life and health to your whole body. Say it's long life and health to my whole body. Proverbs chapter 4 proverbs chapter 4 when i gaze upon the lord his word in verse 20 23 in that area life and health to a man's whole body you just gaze on it you just let it meditate on it you just bring it into your eye gates so we're called to pursue holiness you know one of the ways that and the most important way i believe that we're to pursue holiness is to walk in a healthy fear of the lord a good thing to pray too for your loved ones a healthy fear of the Lord right so a healthy fear of the Lord is a strong motivator to walk in holiness a revelation of God's holiness is to stand in amazement of him you know it's not this oh man I gotta walk and I can't do that and I can't do this if that's where you're at then you miss the point because it's when you taste and see how good God is An invitation to walk holy before the Lord is to stand in awe of him, in amazement of him. When you stand in awe of the Lord, it's the fear of the Lord that's bringing you into this walk of holiness because you're in love with him. You see him like you've never seen him before. He starts to reveal himself to you like you've never had it before, and you start to get closer to him. And what happens is, is that you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Your heart so changes that you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Like everything you do, and when you do, and we all do from time to time, you, you repent quickly. You go, oh, man, I messed up again, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, right? We repent quickly, and we just know that God is such a gracious God. And he, and he says, now stop beating yourself up over that. Get right back into the sheepfold, and you get right back on track. Because there's no distance between us. My blood is already bigger than that. Here's Psalm 111 and verse 10. It says that, understand that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There we go. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have those who do his commandments, his praise endures forever. So, understanding that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. Verses, this is Psalm 115, verses 11 through 13. This is about trusting in him. Trust in the Lord. Psalm 115, and verse 11 through 13. It says, you who fear the Lord, <laughs> trust in the Lord. If you fear him, trust him. Those who fear the Lord, trust. Our confidence Our trust must be 100% on him because he's faithful. And he says, I want you to walk as I've modeled for you. Holiness unto me, but trust me. Because I know the things that are concerning. You know, he knows that which, is, that, that which concerns you today. The Bible says that that which concerns you today, that, that the word of the Lord says that I know and I also take care of that which concerns you today. Isn't that a beautiful scripture? Because he watches over his word to perform it. And so when he said that he watches over his word to perform it, and you're choosing to trust him, but there are some things that may be concerning you. That's just a natural thing, right? But yet, he, when you comfort yourself because you're meditating on the word, because you're walking in, a, in, a, in a alignment with holiness unto him, and he says, I know that which concerns you today. And he's going to take care of it. That brings peace. That brings hope. It brings joy to your heart. Amen? Amen? So let me finish reading here, verse 11. Those who, you who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. I will, he says he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. It goes on. Let's read the next verse. May the Lord give you increase more and more. Yeah, you and your children. Amen. You and your children. May the Lord give you increase more and more. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. And we know heaven and earth going to pass away, but his word is never going to pass away, right? And so he's saying here, may the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed. May they be blessed because God is a blesser. He never, ever, ever wants to remove. He wants to add. He wants to multiply. He wants to enlarge your tent pegs. That's what he wants. That's what he's doing. He's doing that in every, I, I believe he's, he's doing that in my life. Is he doing that in your life? Yes. Enlarging tent pegs. Lord, give them vision if they can't see it right now for themselves. Now, you know that even if you don't see it at this moment, you go by what? Faith. Faith. You're going to go by Faith. faith. You don't have to wait until you see it. You decree it, and then you'll see it. We must decree a thing before it becomes established. Job 22, 28, you must decree a thing before it becomes established. It says decree a thing, and then it'll be established, and light will shine upon your ways. Walking in God's righteousness, it will revive you. When you walk in holiness, which is God's righteousness, it will revive you. It revives you. He consistently gives you the energy, the strength. You know why? Because the anointing of God fills you. It's not you. It becomes him. It becomes Him. Is that not how we want to walk? So in the Holy Spirit that it becomes completely Him at all times.